Hello and welcome to Better Construction with Sean McStay, the podcast where we discuss design and construction techniques, products, and details that lead to a better built environment. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Better Construction. This week, I am very happy to have with me Christiana Crin. Christiana is an interior designer in Chicago and is certainly well-known on social media. Um, very happy to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. Nice to be here. So maybe for people who don't know you, you could uh, do a quick intro. I started the company about four years ago after being in the industry for almost uh, eight years, working with uh, other construction companies, architectural companies, uh, commercial interior design companies. Um, I wanted to make sure that before I start uh, working on my dream, I learn everything or almost everything that I can learn about the, the project management um, and then everything that is related to interior design. Um, it's a fast-changing industry, so um, I think that uh, 20 years from now, I'm going to be more comfortable saying that, uh, you know, I know almost everything. But until then, it's a learning process and a constant turning curve. So um, I'm, I'm always happy to collaborate with people and contractors and just learn. The recent thing that I had to learn was a, a bit of plumbing on a commercial project that I was uh, doing. So I've, uh, I've done restaurants uh, for the past couple of years. Um, and I think, um, I think this is my niche. Um, I'm, I'm happy that I found a, a world that done everything, basically, from residential to commercial, um, a little bit of everything. So I'm, I'm always curious about these types of things, but how did you come up with the name of your firm? So uh, the word perpetuum is the Latin-based word of the word perpetual, uh, mm. and that's what, the, what it's pronounced. I was born and raised in Transylvania, so I'm a Latin-based language uh, speaker. And um, it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a world where everything constantly changes and evolves. And I just actually had a dream while I was in school about this, this word. And um, I was playing with an iron ball at some point at one of the projects. I found something and um, it, just, mm -hmm. it was continuously, continuously spinning. So um, oh, okay. I just came up with a name. I don't know. No, that makes total sense. Uh, yeah, perpetually, perpetual movement for sure. Um, so for you, I know you, I think you went to school for journalism, if I read correctly, and then to, for interior design. Um, how did that kind of shift happen for you? So I, uh, I came to the States 15 years ago with, um, a visa lottery. I actually won the lottery. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. And my mom signed me up and, um, I thought, you know, I was 23, uh, eager for a change and adventure and, um, decided, okay, I'll give it a try. And uh, I waited to finish uh, school. I was um, uh, doing my master's in uh, journalism back home. And I thought I'm going to pursue that here. And once I got here and I saw how, uh, how hard it was and what it took to go back to school, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a rest. I actually had an internship with uh, ABC7 here locally in Chicago, not on, on anything related to journalism, but uh, I did get my, my foot in the door, and uh, I just uh, spent about six months there to realize that that's... And then I just uh, started uh, getting different jobs, 
And um, one of uh, the best things that ever had to get a job with, uh, with an architectural and development, and uh, I just fell in love. Then I explored options, and you know, I thought, okay, I'm gonna architecture. You know, to go back to to school, to be in school for another six years, because I basically had to start from scratch. Um, it was just, and I found this program in San Francisco um, that uh, allowed me to have a little bit more flexibility. I put my school on credit card, <laughs> uh, took a second mortgage on my condo, and uh, I was able to pay my school and. Uh, I just continue. It's it's a work in progress. Every day, you know, um, I'm happy that I made this decision. I have no doubts about it. Um, but I had to start all over, and uh, I'm happy that I found this uh, this field that uh, keeps my wheels moving every single day. That's amazing. That's a really cool story, actually. It's uh, it's always neat to hear when people just kind of decide on something and and go for it, and all of the effort and everything that you had to put into it. Um, and obviously, you, you started working in in design, and now you have your own firm. Um, was always your yeah. plan to have your own firm, or how did that yeah. kind of come around? Because that's a pretty scary jump, too. Yes, 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 it is. And um, in re- retrospective, if I would think of doing this all over again, I would probably take another couple of years before starting. Um, I'm happy that I did it, and I would. Um, I always knew that I'm gonna do it, but now um, looking back and, and how hard the first two years were, uh, I would have probably stayed with with my job for another couple of years. Um, every company that I worked for in the industry, um, I learned a lot. I was I was lucky to to be involved with amazing people. Um, the one thing that I never thought about was marketing and advertising, and um, I'm not I'm not a very um, I'm not a, the popular girl type of personality. You know, I don't like um, a crowded networking event. Um, I always thought my work is going to speak by itself. Um, fortunately, that didn't happen right away. Uh, just because if you don't have your name out there, if people don't know you. Um, yes, my all my projects in the beginning, at least, came from people that I used to work with, and it was word of mouth, uh, contractors and and friends that knew someone. Um, that's the that's how it started. But and I was able to 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 bring a project beginning to end um, because I learned everything while working for these companies. I just had no idea about what advertising means, and um, that was the, my biggest struggle, uh, not having enough work and not knowing how to put my name out there without making my face public. Um, I just, um, it was a struggle. Uh, so I always knew that this is the path that I want to follow, and um you know, you work with, with within a company, and um, again, I worked with amazing people, but my work was never recognized because, you know, I was just in, I always knew that, you know, I want to get into the hospitality world and um, have people see my work and know that it's my work. And um, that was just something that maybe it's a little childish. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But uh, that's just the way I always felt. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's it's a bad thing. I think that a certain level of um, you know pride in what you're doing, especially when you are in a creative profession like you are, is kind of necessary, really, to to be able to do that. It's it's tough to to create something and put it out there for people to you know judge effectively um, whether they want to work with you or not. Um, on that line of thinking, actually, I was curious uh, how what's your process like design wise. So, if a customer brings you um, a restaurant uh, idea, uh, what type of questions do you ask? What type of stuff do you want them to know before they come and talk to you? Um, so, I've done different types of uh, spaces, um, and uh, yes, I'm, I'm mostly doing restaurants right now. But um, with any space that comes my way um the the two most important questions would be uh timelines and budget when are you thinking of opening and how much money do you have to spend um talking about this um there are different uh you know right now i'm i'm closing this coming week i'm closing two restaurants um we're almost done with everything one on one, we only had a $25,000 budget, and on the other one, we had a $140,000 budget. So, um, you know, someone can have $25,000 and they would want to do a gut rehab, and that's obviously not possible. Um, and I feel that it's always my duty to tell the client and inform them firsthand before even signing a contract or before, um, you know, moving forward. In order for me to do a, a good design work, I need to know what type of money I have to spend, how much I can afford to stretch with, um, you know, as a creative person, I can want the moon and the star, the sky with the stars and, the, you know, an ocean full of salt of ideas and creations. But if the budget doesn't allow me, um, I feel that that's the most important thing that I I to know and then timelines obviously because uh, it just happened with uh, one of the restaurants that i'm closing um this week uh, they were hoping to do everything within a month and a half uh, it was a gut rehab so obviously that's not possible but now it makes me feel better because we on this project we didn't touch the kitchen and i just found out that the kitchen is not yet done and it's going to take uh, another probably two three weeks to get it done so um i guess it makes me feel good in, in a way that i wasn't done in a month and a half uh, it took us um, a little over seven weeks but i'm i'm basically not late with anything you know so um we we talked and we talked from the beginning uh, your goal and your deadline is not realistic um and then the client said okay we're just gonna roll with it and we'll see how it goes and Especially now with the COVID, with everything being late. Um, just a few days ago, we got the, the last round of pendants. Uh, and um, it came from Taiwan. And, you know, it's um, it was a struggle. It was a few months of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, um, our nerves were being tested um, significantly by uh, um, outside vendors. So um, I guess... Um, it's important that the client know, knows that, you know, there's so, so many limitations that we have within a certain budget and um, we need realistic timelines. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a very practical way to approach uh, the design process. I think it's it's pretty crucial, though, because like you said, like you have lots of different ideas. They have lots of ideas. Um, uh, lots of ideas can get pretty expensive pretty quickly. How do you kind of encourage that really open communication between, uh, say, like the contractor, the owner and yourself on the design side? Oh, I have a good story here for you. So up until this product, um me and my partner, we, um, I, I took a partner two years ago because I was just starting to get busy and um, he's, he's doing mostly uh, project management. And um, we, we were doing project management also. We were, we were the ones that were hired the contractors and um, we were just basically overseeing the entire process of the of project. Um, I have sadly found only two general contractors that I was able to work with well. And um, it, um, we just, I, I just decided with this last project that I'm going to take a break from project management um, just because it's so hard managing people and it's so hard um, constantly doing quality checks that are just nowhere near um, a presentable state. Um, I'm so disappointed. And, you know, I take pride in everything that I do. I work really, really hard uh, as an immigrant in this country. I've, I've done things that I went two years sleeping with three hours at night because I was in school and I had two jobs. And, you know, it, it's just some people can't even uh, guess at the idea of how I made it happen. And sometimes even looking back, um, if I would have to start all over again, I would find a different way to do it i don't know i would not be able to do all that again but with this being said now every project every product that comes out of my hands i take a lot of pride in it and for that not to be executed correctly um it, it breaks my heart it, it it literally breaks my heart i cried i literally cried in front of uh, people because i just cannot understand why People don't take pride in what they do the same way I do. So I'm going to take a break from uh, project management. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to come back to it. I'm probably going to come back to it, but um, I just need a mental break. And especially with 2020, um, I'm, I'm giving myself a year of just doing designs. Um, I'm, I'm still going to do purchasing and, and uh, the uh, installation logistics. Um, I, I do want to be responsible for that and, and follow that, um, but I cannot do project management again, uh, or not again, but for, for some time. Um, yeah. Communication, I, I, I'm blunt. I am a blunt person. I, I say what's on my mind all the time. Um, I find that, that to be successful, I constantly have to communicate with my uh, client everything that's happening good or bad um, and I, I do this day and, and night it doesn't matter if I get a news at 11 o'clock I'm gonna try to find a solution um, I learned something very very important from, from one of the uh, owners of the companies that I used to work for it doesn't matter how bad it is the, the sooner I know about it the better I can handle it and the more people know about it more ideas will come to the table. And we had a situation where um, something fell through and um, it wasn't about to happen. And 
I called the client, it was 10.30 at night, and I said, I don't have an answer. And he was able to make a couple of phone calls, and we had people the next day. And, uh, you know, it was my responsibility. I was uh, I was in charge of contractors, and they just didn't show up. And um, But speaking about it and, and talking about it and just being honest, I feel like that is the key success to any project, and it doesn't matter who's involved. I have vendors uh, that I call um, or I email late at night and I tell them I need your help. It's important. It's crucial. It's, I need it fast. And someone always uh, comes through. Someone always uh, finds a solution. So, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I guess, you know, you, you kind of eventually get to a point where there's, it just has to happen and, and it doesn't matter what, yeah. uh, you know, you have to figure out a way around it for sure. Um well, I guess one last kind of question on the design side of things. When you're looking at these projects, uh, where have you seen the kind of biggest misses? Where have, what's, what's a common thing that causes a problem in a project uh, for kind of these commercial design spaces? Uh, I'm going to go back to communication. I feel that the same way that I'm responsible for um, anything good and bad, um, to communicate to my client um, when it comes to um, hiccups with construction, basically. Um, the, the sooner I know about it, the better we can work on it. And um, I, I don't see this happen very often. And, and again, that's heartbreaking. Um, I, had, I had to learn, you know, I'm, I'm an aesthetic person. Yes, I'm an interior designer. And um, I... The end product, you know, it has to be pretty. It has to have that special um, hospitality touch. And um, I like I like in my work to shock people. When someone comes in to, to, to be blown away. And um, I am a little non-conventional. I want to say with, with the things that I draw and design. And, um, I, I love using murals on walls. And, you know, you see the cosmetic and, and the... the final finish with all the touches and it's beautiful but then you have to be able to look closely and see that the work was executed well and unfortunately with this is we're, we're facing a lot of challenges it, it's really heartbreaking so i wish everyone would communicate a little bit better um i learned everything um and i am who i am today uh, professionally and, and in my personal life because i asked a lot of questions I'm almost 40, and sometimes I need people and contractors especially to explain things to me like I'm five, because there might be a subject that I don't, I know nothing about, and I may want, you know, as a designer, I'm, I might want to pack out something that it's not possible, or if it's possible to be accomplished, it's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of money, and um, unnecessary effort. Um, and I find, you know, sometimes they say yes and, you know, things don't go there the way that they're supposed to because nothing ever does and no one says anything. And then I look bad in front of my client and, oh, it's, just, it's frustrating. So, um, yeah. but yes, I would definitely encourage everyone to just speak up. Um, the same way I'm asking questions, the same way my client is asking questions, um, we should speak up about anything and everything. And uh, I think that if we would do this more often, we would have better results faster um, with less money 
definitely less effort and we would have continuous work. So. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, as I'm getting towards uh, the end of these episodes, I typically ask two questions. And so the first one's kind of a fun question because you get a magic wand for it. Uh, if you could uh, just wave a magic wand and get rid of any one misconception about interior design, uh, what would it be for you? Um, interior designers are not decorators. This is decorators. This is one thing that a lot of times um, when people ask me what I do, um, they uh, just just jump into assuming uh oh so you're you play with flowers and you play with um you know wall decorations well yeah it's part of it but that's just final touch we are not interior decorators um as much fun as it is and it is uh to be able to walk into a project uh, final stage and just do those little touches um interior design is um is structural it's messy it's ugly it's you know you you wear hard hats and, and construction boots and you know you you're, you have to learn everything a little bit of everything so um yeah that's, that's one of them yeah that's a really good one that's a great answer uh and then the last question i always ask is a personal interest question for me I, I read and collect a lot of books and so if you were to recommend a book right now personal or professional which one would it be um, I am reading for the first time a book by Napoleon Hill, and it's called Think and Grow Rich. And this is the, the one book that opened my eyes and changed my life drastically, dramatically, uh, like completely. I'm a, a new person because of this book. So I strongly recommend it um, for anyone that wants to accomplish anything professionally or in their personal life. Um, it is one of the best things that ever happened to me. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good book. So I definitely also highly recommend that. Well, Christiana, thank you so much for your time being on the show today. For everyone listening and watching, I'm going to put links down below to Christiana's social media and website and the company. Uh, so you can reach out there and learn a little bit more about her process and designs. And with that, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. You too. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to this week's episode of Better Construction. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. If you have any questions for myself or the guest, you feel free to reach out on social media or on the website at uh, www.betterconstructionmedia.com. And with that, we'll talk again next time. <laughs>